Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott with you, broadcasting live from Zone Studio 2 in our Vivint Smart Home Arena Carrier Zone Studios. Still in Studio 2. Studio 1's looking good, though. Austin Horton across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa Day Monson, the one, the only Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. How are you, Jake? You know, Gordon, living the dream, buddy. How are you? Yeah, no, that's that is your existence, man. You're Just living lucky, it. You are the luckiest man alive. Doing my best to live that dream as best as I can, Gordo. How about yourself? What's going on over there? Oh, I'm just thinking about if I were in the bubble right now, would I be complaining about the food there? Yeah, we. Who did we ask about that? Where uh, um, we said Disney was uh, ripping off everybody with the food. Oh yeah, it was uh, Sam Amick. Major League Soccer has been having this problem. Well, they're charging them for like $75 for these picnic lunches or whatever, and they're tweeting out these pictures of these lunches, and let's just say they don't look uh, like they're they're getting their $75 worth. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, is did I see a headline somewhere that uh, the Lakers were complaining about food or some such, or and someone is accusing them of getting special treatment? I I don't know. I don't know. Just... What you do is you just you put the the toast and the corned beef hash on top of it, cut it up and serve it, right? I mean, and you're happy, right? Well, not if uh, you're used to a, a different standard of of meal, right? What do they call that? What's what's the name for? Oh, I can't say that on the air. I think, right? I I'm not exactly sure what I'm referring to, but if you are saying you, they that you don't think you should say it on the air, that's probably a pretty good idea. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Anyway, I, you know, there's going to be all these different takes on what what it's like there, and and I, I think if we start making a list of complaints, it's going to be pretty long. Well, yeah. I mean, just start with no doubles ping pong, and let's move on from there. <laughs> The food? That, that that no doubles ping pong has struck you, I think, in a way that very few issues have struck you in the past. Are you saying I should let it go? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I know on? you're a big ping pong guy, and so it probably bothers you more than most. Hey, I'll tell you this. You could be my doubles ping pong partner anytime, Gordon, because I've said this a number of times, but to, but you know, you know your way around a pong table. Yeah, I mean, you do all right. I, you hold I, I your really, own. I really don't play doubles that much. But, Why not? Uh, 
Doubles is fun. I like doubles ping pong. Oh. Well, uh, it's, you know, I, I just haven't played it nearly as much as I have singles. But, you know, I'm kind of a self-centered guy anyway, so. Well, it's you'd fit right into the bubble then. Yes, that'd be that'd be your scene. Singles ping pong. Uh, anyway, it's it's. I think the NBA is doing the best, it can. and th- there may there may be some adjustments made as time goes on. I imagine there would be, but uh, the the more uh, the clientele th- that they're taking care of is probably fairly picky. The more I think about this whole thing, uh, on this note, Gordon, and we should tease, by the way, Dennis Lindsay is going to be on the show. We're, we're hoping around 220, 225-ish, depends on a couple of things. So stay tuned for that. Very excited to talk to Dennis uh, today from down in the bubble there in Orlando. So we'll, we'll certainly get uh, his perspective. But, Gordon, uh, are, are you familiar at all with the Real World Road Rules Challenge on MTV? No, at all. Well, I've heard of it, but I never, never watched. Austin, it. you were you were familiar with the show. I know, yeah. I know you are. It's it's very much a reality television show. A lot of drama, a lot of a lot of this and a lot of that. But there is some athletic stuff involved, kind of stunts, that type of thing that make it fairly interesting. But the the more I think about this, this would be like the real world road rules challenge times a million. They uh, can you imagine how interesting this NBA bubble experiment would be uh, as a reality show if we just got let into those those things that you're talking about? How crappy the food is, what they do about it? Are they bribing uh, Disney employees to bring them better food? You know, like don't you don't you think I would just make incredible? They'd make a zillion dollars off that TV show. Probably so. And you, I mean. you take out these these petty gripes because your living situation is so closed quartered on on the floor. You know what happens when Donovan and Chris Paul match up next week? I mean, it'd be it'd be incredible. <laughs> well, people seem to be drawn to that kind of TV anyway. But I know they have those kinds of personalities and those big names involved in it. They could attract a whole yeah. new fan base, Gordon. <laughs> The reality so, TV show uh, consumer. So really, you think they're they're missing missing a, a great opportunity, a huge opportunity. I mean, even run of the mill players could make themselves into superstars overnight. Well, uh, they're all there maybe, anyway. They're all in one place. Let's get some cameras up. Let's do this well, thing. I, I, I'm just seeing, saying that uh, Adam Silver seems to be a progressive guy who who uh, doesn't shut ideas down automatically, uh, you know, lob that out there. Or maybe we tell Dennis to lob it out there. Maybe he'll I it would push be, it through. I think it would be incredible. <laughs> absolutely, uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, so we are excited, though, to talk to Dennis Lindsay, and we'll get his thoughts on, on what's going on. His first-person account from the bubble, what he thinks about his team, Rudy, Donovan. Uh, we have about 10 minutes to pick Dennis's brain coming up around 220 or 225. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's been a little while since we talked with Dennis, but it's always a pleasure. Uh, we've got Keith Smith, who's going to join the show at four. He he lives in Orlando, so we'll talk to him about that. And then uh, David Locke, uh, our good friend, joins us at the top of the five o'clock hour. So uh, David, actually, you know, I was uh, yesterday, Gordon. We we talked a lot about Rudy Gobert's value and desire to um, you know have stats. Basically, well, David uh, does a, a really good job um, 
at painting Rudy Gobert's value. He has a lot of numbers that he looks like and uh, or looks at, excuse me, and believes in uh, that really demonstrate at least uh, more accurately than your basic stats Rudy Gobert's value. So I, I'm I'm excited to talk to him about the conversation we had yesterday. Does Rudy need more shots? I I'm really curious to hear what his thoughts are. Yeah. Uh, I, you and I interpret that a little differently. I, I don't think that uh, Rudy is demanding the ball a bunch more. I just think there are a few times when he gets missed when he would he would like to, to receive a pass now and again. I, I don't think it's, uh, hey, make me the center of the offense. That's not what he's asking. I don't know. That, that's not what I heard yesterday. You were talking about building the offense around Rudy, and oh, he needed to get that. at least 15 to 20 up a night. Never said that. You didn't? No. That's, that's what I heard. Well, what you hear and what I say are often not exactly the same. Well, I do know that you expect Donovan to score 27 points, but do that on fewer shots. Well, uh, yeah, just don't take 25 <laughs> shots. What was our What was our bet? That feels like so long ago now, Gordon. What was our <laughs> bet about uh, about Donovan Mitchell's scoring? I said he would score twenty six a game. No, you said he'd score twenty seven, but we settled. We settled somewhere in the middle uh, is where we made the the bet. Was I think it was twenty six per game even? I thought it was twenty five. Yeah. No, no, 25? no, no. I think it was twenty six per game. Might have been twenty six and down to twenty five. But um, <laughs> what what do you end up with twenty? Here, let me see. Something? Let me see. Well, the season's not over so yet. You have eight, you have eight games to go. Uh, <laughs> 50 a night. Donovan's uh, 24.2. Oh, missed it by that much. Again, not yet. It's not final. It's not over. <laughs> Austin, will you please, with your math skills, configure what Donovan would have to average over the next eight games in order to get to 25? Have 20, we, have, the have bet was math? 26, but yeah. I'm not the math skills. I'm a radio producer. <laughs> no, you're right, Gordon. He would. He'd have to score. Oh, I bet it's well north of 50 a game. I have six really? machines in front of me I, that add up the hours. I don't know. Me. I could try and work on it during the break, maybe. But like, <laughs> I mean, he would have to. He would one have to. One of our take, listeners. I'm telling you, one of our listeners can figure this out inside of two seconds, probably. But one of the two of us is going to be recording incriminating audio, and it sounds like it ain't going to be me. Well, it seems like that you missed one that you were supposed to do, or and. What are you talking about? No way. Maybe it was Austin. No. I still owe one to David James for something that happened like two years ago, but that's the David James. And And Gordon still owes us dinner. Right. And you still owe me a A Slurpee. Slurpee. Yeah, I do. So if anybody owes anyone anything, it ain't me. We are behind on our bets a little bit. Also, we are behind on our Korean baseball coverage. We haven't looked at that. that. We haven't looked at that in weeks. Come on, Mr. Baseball. Dropping a ball. Yeah, Jake. Uh, okay, so we do have an action-packed show, and there is a lot of news to get to in the, the NBA. Our friend uh, Gabe from Syringa Networks is going to be hanging out with us as well, so stay tuned uh, for that. Again, Dennis Lindsay, we're expecting around 220 or 225. Austin, uh, have have your, your Samsung Lions made a run? Yeah, in fact, they have, gentlemen. Where would you, oh, where would no. you dare guess? They were in third to last last we updated, everybody. Where okay. would you guess they are? Probably third to last. Incorrect. Ahead of Gordon and me, it sounds like. No, no, no. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> I'm not a front-runner picker. 
Uh, uh, they are fifth in the league, which Ooh. is exactly dead center because okay. there's fifth below, five below them too. All right. But hey, they've gone up to thirty and twenty-six on the year, above five hundred, fifty-four percent almost on the winning percentage. Okay, and uh, how, we're how doing good. My, how are my big bad bears doing? Let's see. The Doosan Bears are thirty-two and twenty-three. So. What was that? Uh, two and a half games ahead of the Samsung Lions? Okay. All right. And the Kiwoom Heroes are second in the league. Okay. At 34 and 22, a game and a half ahead of Dusan. Okay. Ooh. You know, it's see, huge. Gordon, here's the example I, we were trying to think of yesterday when we were talking about your Beatles, uh, uh, your, your, why you like the Beatles. You, Of course you like the Beatles for the same reason that you picked uh, the Dusan Bears. No, I like the Beatles because they they write and play fantastic music. You you googled again, who won the Korean again, League Jake, last year and you, picked you that missed, team again. You missed the crux of the issue. I like them because they're all time great. Not be I don't like them because they're all time great for that purpose. I like them because their music and their and their songs were all time great. Yeah, you're just falling in line. It's all right. You can fall in line with the with the most popular opinion. It's all right. You know, others would have picked Dusan too. You know, it's that's fine. what I've always done throughout my entire career has been to pick the popular opinion. I know you pick all that. four number one seeds. I know. Sheesh. I know. <laughs> all right. I've, we're I've got to work on standing out from the crowd a little more. Let's. Uh, we're going to have Dennis Lindsay coming up next. Stay tuned. Joining us now, our good friend from Syringa Networks. He is Gabe. Gabe, what is happening? Great to have you back on the show. How are you? Hey, doing great, guys. How are you guys hanging in there? Hey, we are doing fantastic. Uh, we're going to get the NBA back real soon, which is which is terrific. How are you guys doing over there? Still doing that good work, I'm sure. Uh, we still are, yeah. We're still providing uh, internet access, uh, voice services, IT consulting and services to uh, to the uh, greater Utah area and uh, doing really well at it, uh, picking up uh, quite a few clients as a result of the uh, current environment that we're in right now and uh, the local service component that we have, it really is resonating well with, uh, with, uh, with folks here in Utah. I would imagine, Gabe, just because you guys are here and you're here to help and maybe companies out there are uh, experiencing some new ways of doing things and experiencing some new problems, it's got to be great for your clients to be able to call and get a solution uh, uh, here locally. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, we're able to, uh, to you know, obviously using the safe practices and things of that nature, things like video conferencing and uh, different uh, means of communication today than we used to doing before, but we've been able to uh, connect locally with many businesses here and help them out uh, in these, with their telecommunication services and requirements in these uh, strange times we live in. All right. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started at syringanetworks.net. And Gabe, you're going to be hanging out with us all day. We're excited about it. Thanks for jumping on. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gabe. That's our friend Gabe from Syringa Networks. Again, that uh, online, syringanetworks.net, syringanetworks.net. Talking to Dennis Lindsay next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's been one week since you looked at me. Got your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's all my fault but couldn't tell you. Yesterday, you'd forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Oh, did I want to hoodwink? Does it make you stop? Think you'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I 
summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallots. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Band of the day today is the Bare Naked Ladies, selected by me and brought to you by the Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. We were talking about them yesterday, Gordon, when we brought up uh, bands with funny names. Uh, Let's hear them today. Yeah, why not? They're great. I've seen them a couple of times. I tried to see them once in Wendover and failed. Why? What happened? Uh, I thought we'd be able to get tickets out there, and it turns out they were sold out. Oh, really? Okay. Miscalculation on my part. How would you rate them as a live band? Incredible. They're they're great live because they're really funny. They're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they are really they, are. Are they saying funny things between songs? Oh, yeah. Tons. Are yeah. they Canadian? They are Canadian. Okay. And, I uh, kind of like that. Some people like just want to hear the music, but I like getting a flavor of the personality of the people involved. I, I, I've always enjoyed that. For example, one of the singers, when I, I saw them uh, during the O2 Olympics when they were here doing the medal ceremony thing, and uh, the one of the singers came out in like a full body um, a speed skating outfit to do the show. <laughs> you know, funny. They're, they're just funny. Did and, they have the body to match uh, a speed skater suit or... Uh, this this wasn't that guy. Oh, okay. This wasn't the because that makes it funnier. The more rotund guy. This when, was you're, the, uh, the... when you're when you're when uh, you're Pillsbury uh, set and bake rolls type body fills. <laughs> right. the, that's more funny. And but. they brought up the the what Jamie Soleil and what was what was her uh, figure skating partner's name? What was that uh, guy's name? The guy with that got screwed by the French judge. Yeah, the the pair. Yeah, Jamie Soleil. Pete, I, Pete I, I remember her. But um, huh. Anyway, they they brought them up on stage, which is uh, which was pretty cool. Anyway, what's the deal with? Uh, do you think that when when a band does things like that, that 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 somehow detracts from the music? Oh no, no, absolutely not. David right. Pelletier, Pelletier oh, was Pelletier? his name. Pelletier, Pelletier, P E L T A, Pelletier, I think is what P E L L E T I E R. I think I remember Peltier. I think that's right. That would be not correct. Okay, maybe not. I don't but I don't know. think Pel. I don't think Pelletier is right. Aren't they French Canadian? Pelletier. No, I E R is definitely E A. Like, okay, we got to stop. I E R. Yeah, but the T comes after an E, not after an L. Whatever. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you guys making stuff up. Whatever. You, you just forget the E in there. Yeah, it's okay. silent. Uh, it's silent, bruh. Peltier. <laughs> it's not a year. I, I know, know that. It's a. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't think either one of you know what you're talking about. Stupid American. <laughs> well, uh, enlighten us there, Gordon. I don't know. I, well, I, we've got I, Gordon I, speaking French. Let me find that. <laughs> Austin at least took French in high school or whatever. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find a pronunciation. <laughs> I took four years of French, and it doesn't show at all. Say something in French. Huh? I I said three things already. Zut alor. Oh, is that R? Is that is that R sound a little too strong? Tu piu come un vieille chaussette. <laughs> what? what that means you, you smell say? like a dirty sock. That's what you remember. Yeah. Oh, I will accept your apologies. Will you? At any time. What Here's is it? the pronunciation Pell, P E L L T T E E A A Y, Peltier. But there's that's impossible. Who's that I'm from? I'm looking right at it. Who's that from? Looking at what? Sports. 
jrank.org. Oh, yeah, jrank, the, the all-knowing. <laughs> K-S-T-C-K-V-A-M-E-L-E-P-L-E-S-K-S. You're just uh, upset that I'm, uh, I'm correct. Wait, this is how to pronounce dot com. You don't even pronounce Porsche, right? Oh, this one says Pelletier. I still think you're wrong. I'm going with. Uh, I remember I, I covered those Olympics and I remember hearing Pelletier. Now, whether it's correct or not, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Let's just let's just never mind. I was going to make a French joke here. Let's just. <laughs> oh, this is OK. By the way, this Pelletier, because I'm correct. This is from their, their, this is from their biography. What is that from they, the David uh, Pelletier's biography? Yes, uh, from Thank the you. biography uh, Jamie Slay and David Peltier biography. Pelletier. Growing up on ice, changing partners, and skate together. I believe it's pronounced biography. And then the the Salt Lake <laughs> scandal. And it said it happened for Canadian Paris skaters Jamie Slay, pronounced Slay, and David Peltier, pronounced Peltier. And who wrote that's, that? That's, I will expect funny. your your apologies at any time. I love it. I love the way he pronounces it exactly the way he pronounces it. Uh-huh, I remember yeah. it. And I it's just written. It. It's not an audio. I wasn't five I'm like gonna, Austin. Uh, five. I, I was. I remember. What you think? Five year olds are capable of remembering. I have things? A, a a funny story that I could never tell on air that actually somewhat uh, revolves around David Peltier, but I remember I'm the name. Sorry. Uh, hard, hard Gordon, times. listen to Gordon back there. Gordon, I covered the Olympics. I know. The Peltier. <laughs> Whatever. I didn't say I was pronouncing it correctly. I said that's the way I remember hearing it pronounced. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what was her name? Jamie Soleil. You remembered her. Well, of course I remember her. <laughs> Why is that? She was very talented. Uh huh. And I was youngish and impressionable. You know, <laughs> youngish. <laughs> Older than five, though. <laughs> How old was funny. I during the Olympics? I think I was ask, uh, 21, ask 22. Jake how, ask Jake how many pairs, figure skaters he can name. Um, I'll bet they're all women. <laughs> probably not many. <laughs> I remember those because that was a big scandal, though. The yeah, the French judge where they they rigged it for for the Russian team, which I also have a funny story about. I can tell I can tell that one. You want to hear a funny story about those two? Sure. So my my buddy Chris uh, was um, working at a gas station downtown on like West Temple. It's where basically the courthouse is now, kind of by that street where you turn down to go to Market Street. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a Chevron uh-huh. right there. So he was working in the uh, at the the cash register, and it was an all night type of thing, right? And uh, after that night where they had won the gold at like it had to be after one because it was after the legal time to sell beer, uh, where they came into this Chevron. And they they came to the 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 counter with big thirty packs of beer. They they got cartons of cigarettes, potato chips. I mean, just went to town. My my buddy didn't have the heart to tell him no. It was too late to sell beer. And if you remember, liquor laws were 
a little loosened during that two week period. A lot of things were loosened. <laughs> they, were, yeah. they were a little. They were enforced a little less uh, during that two week period. Tom Welch, line three. But it it makes a ton of sense. He he actually uh, talked to like one of their trainers or something like that, and it actually makes a lot of sense. Like the, this was the moment after the Olympics, right? They have to go back to training like the next day, where they can't have any of that stuff, right? So for just a few hours, they had a chance to drink their beer, eat their potato chips, and smoke as many cigarettes <laughs> as they wanted to. Why but, would they have to go back into training the next day? Because, it's, I mean, it's what they do. They have another competition that they have to get ready for. Gordon, what do you mean? I mean, especially you know this more than anybody. The Olympic athletes and their training regiments and how they prepare. and I mean, it's a, it's a lifestyle. Hey, uh, uh, my, but, my memory of uh, those athletes was that they did know how to party hardy. <laughs> well, I'm telling you what, these those two did. Party hardy, huh? It, yeah. Everything was over, and they, they my, were going to uh, have a night of revelry. And maybe it carried way, over the into way, the next is, day. I don't know, Gordon, but you get the point. Is party hardy, is it? Is it? Is yeah. that, would that be H A R D Y or would that be H E A R T Y? Party hardy, I believe, is how you would say it. My French fluent brother says you're right, Jake. Boom. But, Thank you. Which but, brother? Landon. Landon, my Bro, guy. My other Brody's also French fluent. Okay. As is my dad. You know what? I, uh, I had to pull all of them. I saw uh, <laughs> Landon Horton in a uh, performance of A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, and he was terrific. Very talented family. He's, the Hortons. Just, uh, He's great. He just doesn't favor. know his friends. Keep, keep polling everybody until you find somebody who disagrees with Jake. Oh, that's no my living. life's there's, goal now, Gordon. There, yes. There's no living with him, you know? He gets one thing right, and then suddenly... I am Liam Neeson and Taken when it comes to this. I will not rest until someone agrees with me. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. If uh, if you're wondering why we're treading water talking about how to pronounce David Peltier's <laughs> name, <laughs> it's because we are waiting for uh, a conversation with Dennis Lindsay. He's uh, currently doing a Zoom media availability, and uh, we'll talk we'll talk to him uh, uh, as soon as that's over. And he's he's ready to go. <laughs> Tell you. Uh, Gordon, we uh, Scotty tweeted out about this. Scotty uh, and I were talking off the air uh, yesterday about uh, maybe doing a podcast with all the Utah sports radio behind the the scenes stories. And you know, it would be funny. We could never do this, but to go go throughout sports radio history in Salt Lake and find the treading water topics waiting for an interview. <laughs> I, bet it, I bet it's incredible. And and throw the pronunciation of David Peltier's name right there uh, on the list. So, at the top. At the top. Yeah. Boy, just, just uh, incredible, incredible radio. Uh, we're hoping. Uh, apparently the, the press conference is wrapping up, and uh, we should have Dennis uh, coming up here momentarily. And we Dennis obviously gonna, have a lot yeah, to talk a, to Dennis about. He's going to throw us a life raft here pretty quick. We're drowning. Uh, all right. So with that in mind, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, Senior Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Utah Jazz, our friend Dennis Lindsay. Dennis, hello. How are you? Bless. Thank you, guys. Hope you're well and safe. Back at you, Dennis. And uh, take us, give us kind of a first-person account. How... How are things going in a situation nobody's ever experienced before down there at the bubble? <laughs> uh, so, so just so you know, I, I just got off a, a Zoom call with our local reporters, and uh, one of the questions Jake was is the bubble or the Florida campus 
we normally travel about 60 people. Uh, we had to cut that down to around 35, roughly. And so there's only one management person uh, on the campus right now that's Justin Zanuck. And so I was giving rationale, uh, guys, on why it was important that Justin be the person to go. He's great at putting out fires. He's great service. And for me, I've spent a lot of time in the practice facility. The Millers have set up just a great facility for for me and the staff to evaluate players, in particular our theater. So we've done hundreds of hours of draft-related projects uh, so we can get ready for October 16th. So the evaluation piece, it was important for me to stay back uh, uh, in service to the, the players and the coaches. It was important for Justin to be the one management person uh, on the Disney campus. Dennis, I know that you uh, you pay close attention to details. Have you been able to get a read on on the team as it reassembles the overall mindset? What are you seeing there? So, uh, love the question, Gordon. I got this question earlier. Uh, as you know, I'm a pretty tough critic of myself, of management, coaches, players, scouts, uh, facilities, if you will. And I can honestly say I've been in complete awe of Mike Elliott leading health performance, of Quinn Snyder leading uh, the coaching and player development, and then the players' effort. I, I know for sure this, Gordon, we have a baseline level of fitness that is just superior. Uh, I can go through the list. Mike Conley has has really taken uh, to our health performance fundamentals on how we go about doing things and looks terrific. Uh, George Niang is the lightest weight that he's ever been uh, at since he's been with the Jazz because he's been really disciplined with his workouts and his calorie intake. Jarrell Brantley, who was uh, first team all G League and someone that we're excited about as a two-way player, is his, at his lightest weight uh, ever since he's been with us with the Jazz and most notably the Stars. You know, I can, I, the list really goes on and on to every player. The work has been exceptional. The, their mindset uh, has been really good uh, prior to them leaving. Uh, I talked with Mike Elliott uh, today, uh, Justin twice. Uh, so the travel to Orlando yesterday was seamless. Uh, so far, everybody feels safe. So our guys have done their part. I think moving forward, Gordon, we need to get a little good luck that we don't have any COVID-19 positive test uh, that certainly could, you know, turn a team upside down. I think we need to have a little good luck that we, uh, because the ramp up is going to be quicker than normal, that we don't have any hamstrings or groins or lower back strains just on overuse. But I can honestly say the work that our group has uh, put in, I have no uh, critique of, and and I really appreciate the mindset and the effort of the group. Dennis Lindsay with us on the big show. Uh, Dennis, we've had uh, Donovan Mitchell's comments about his and Rudy's relationship. We've heard Rudy's comments on the show. Can we just get your uh, comments on on their relationship and, and what they've been through and where it stands now? Sure, sure. And I've spoke on this, um, you know, a few weeks ago as well, my initial Zoom call. Look, 
there are going to be things, guys, as you know, inside of a family, inside of a team that come up, especially come up inside of competition and, you know, and widely critiqued. And I thought that Rudy's interview with Tim McMahon on ESPN uh, was quite transparent. Uh, He showed uh, vulnerability, I think, in a good way. He showed maturity. Uh, He owned uh, quite a bit of, you know, what transpired on March 12th, you know, with the initial testing on COVID-19 and his mindset going into that. And even prior to, um, anytime, guys, you put a competitive group together, there's always going to be push and pull and tension, and, and, and you just have to work through that. And the worst thing that you can do that you can do in this business, in my opinion, is avoid confrontation. You know, and, and frankly, confrontation, we'd, we'd rather do it behind closed doors and not out for the public's consumption. But given, you know, the, the, the night of March 12th, um, it was really unprecedented, and as I spoke before, it really put us under a microscope. And and so I, I think it it's allowed all of us to self-examine. You know, there are things that happen. You know, past Rudy and Donovan, obviously, they're the star players. Uh, they get a lion's share of the credit, a lion's share of the critique. Uh, sometimes fair, sometimes not. But I can say this: I'm really proud of uh, who both of uh, they are as people. Uh, frankly, I want competitive. Uh, I want edgy uh, guys because I, I know that they care. And and then and then you have to sometimes listen and take critique. I've got to take critique. Quinn's got to take critique. Uh, Rudy, you know, as our defensive backbone, has to take critique. Donovan Mitchell. Um, as our offensive engine isn't going to make every perfect decision in the moment. And so he's going to hear feedback from his teammates and coaches. So that's just the natural thing that goes on. Um, and again, the Jazz have always been very good at keeping Jazz business, Jazz business. And we try to adhere to that. But the night of March 12th was unique circumstances. So we, we need to own what we. Uh, need to own and be honest and transparent. And, and now let's, let's say that that's water on the bridge and let's start moving forward. I agree with you, Dennis, uh, on the candor of Rudy Gobert's comments. I, I thought that was fascinating to hear his point of view. And, and I, I kind of liked some of what he said. My question to you then is, it's your job moving forward to measure, to evaluate uh, the the effectiveness of a coupling of stars. Are you in that process now heading into a period of time when you have to make decisions about the composition of the team? Yeah, so that, that goes by definition with a job, Gordon. Uh, we, I think one thing that we try to uh, – be good at is be honest with ourselves. Look, we we were challenged off the bench uh, when we made the moves that we made in the offseason. And we we knew that there was a good chance that that was going to be the case. And so a few things had to happen. We had to get someone who could play one-on-one in the pocket uh, because um, uh, teams were playing underneath Rudy Gobert. So hence the uh, Jordan Clarkson decision. 
Uh, we saw that Tony Bradley was developing by the day, and right now we got a 22-year-old who's if if he continues with his eight games, will set the NBA record for offensive rebounding rate. That includes everybody in every season, and so we're we're ecstatic with his development. That. You know, that includes the integration of Mike Conley and the things, the positions on the floor that where we need to put him where he can be his best. And that needed to be Mike Conley's um, adaptation to having a high usage backcourt mate in Donovan Mitchell. So all of those things are being constantly evaluated. I can just tell you this, and I've said this over and over again. I'll continue to say it because it's the truth. We're looking for players with the physical abilities of Rudy uh, Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, coupled with competitive makeup. I've said this quite a bit about Rudy, and I think now people understand uh, the context of it better. Rudy's care factor uh, about his career, his competitiveness, his ambition – really does match his physical tools. There's a lot of guys that are long, but I don't know there's any that are tall and as long as Rudy that really have his care factor. So when you couple all of that together, um, it's quite formidable. Gordon, I know you've been an advocate of Rudy's since his his rookie year, And, and frankly, we want him to keep that edge. And if there's some things that come up with that edge, you know, we'll discuss those internally. Dennis, we know your time is short, but uh, we need to ask you about the coronavirus testing program, how it's going with the team and the overall health of the team. So knock on wood, so far so good. Uh, we've uh, obviously, Rudy and Donovan, uh, those uh, COVID-19 positive tests, you know, really overwhelmed us emotionally. Guys, it was some, and I could only imagine how they felt, their family felt. Um, And then we really, because of that and because of new information that we're learning by the day, by the week, by the month, our goal was to make um, the Zions Bank basketball campus the safest place in Utah uh, to be. And so far, so good. We haven't had any uh, player uh, positive COVID-19 tests to date. And I think that's an accomplishment in itself. It's probably some good fortune, but it does show, guys, the level of discipline that our players have had and the safety measures that Mike Elliott and his group, uh, Eric Waters and his group, uh, really undertook. It was a monumental uh, effort, a very detailed effort, but really my goal uh, I said this over and over again, is when the players walked in this facility, we wanted to make sure they're safe. By extension, um, I think the league's doing that uh, in the Disney campus. Um, again, you know, our hopes and prayers is that our players will be physically, emotionally, spiritually in a safe spot. I think that's one of the biggest goals, even before we get to the competition. And then uh, hopefully we'll have a little good luck where, you know, there, there aren't any positive COVID-19 tests once we hit the competition uh, stages. Good luck indeed. And that's, that's certainly great to hear, Dennis. Thank you very Thank much you. for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, as always. Okay, guys. Thanks for the time. Thank you, Dennis. Dennis Lindsay, Executive Vice President 
of basketball operations for the Utah Jazz. And we had limited time and a lot to go over there, Gordon, but I thought Dennis gave us a lot of great stuff. Yeah, it's the that whole Rudy uh, Donovan thing is, uh, I mean, everybody knows how important that is. I mean, the Jazz have to know what they're working with and what they want to work with and what they're working with, what it's worth. All of those things are in constant evaluation, and, and Dennis said that that's his job. Yep. So the it'll, the next the next year in that regard, I think, is going to be most interesting. Yep. And Dennis is not in Orlando. We we weren't sure about that. Justin Zanuck he said that they got one representative uh, as executives to go down there, and that'll be uh, Zanuck. And uh, I'm sure Justin will do a great job. In fact, he's got a media availability of his own that he's doing. Uh, right now and so maybe we'll get a chance to play some highlights from that a little bit uh, later on but we'll give uh, some thoughts on what we just heard from Dennis Lindsay coming up right around the corner we've got what's going on at the top of the three o'clock hour Keith Smith at four David Locke at five so we're loaded today on the big show want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing Heating and Electrical spring into action mention this ad and receive $33 off any service call today 801-833-3333 that's 801-833-3333 Action Plumbing more big show next 97.5 and 12 the zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Thanks to Dennis Lindsay, Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Utah Jazz, for jumping on the show. He did talk about the Donovan Rudy situation. And, you know, Gordon, there's no doubt that we don't get a glimpse at nearly a, you know, a fraction of the amount of lo- uh, drama that goes on in an NBA locker room. But this one just happens to be between the two, the team's two most important players. And Dennis ag- acknowledged that and said they're moving forward with both of them. And I'm sure that's exactly what the Jazz want to do. Well, there's a reason that uh, that story was the lead story on ESPN's website. I mean, people are naturally interested in what the stars are up to. And if there is any kind of perception of disagreement amongst those folks, then then it just uh, you know gets more keen. So, yeah, folks want to know, not just jazz fans, a lot of people want to know what's going on between those two. Well, of course they do. It's a it's a They're both all-stars. I mean, they, they are. You're right. I mean, but it, it is just a I mean, fantastic using the word fantastic it's a fantastic story i mean it's just a a crazy story gordon can you imagine think before this pandemic let's, let's think last year all right in the off season we would we would tell our listeners now listen 
this uh, this season for the Jazz is going to be a little bumpy with Rudy and Donovan. They're going to have uh, some things on the floor that doesn't entirely go their way. They're going to have to mix in another guy with Mike Conley. That's not going to go incredibly smooth. And just kind of, you know, when they're just about to maybe get things figured out, bam, pandemic. And the whole league shuts down. And not just that, one star player tests positive, the first one in the whole league with with the coronavirus, something that we had never heard of at the time. And just a day later, the second star happens happens to be the only other guy on the team that gets a, a positive test. And they have that to add on top of their relationship. I mean, that's that's just wild. And I know we, we look at it through our our eyes right now here in July, like, well, yeah, the world's crazy. But can you imagine talking about something like that last year? No, not, not at all. <laughs> we would have and, been committed. We yeah, would have been committed. Yeah. Sometimes true life is uh, far more, seems more fictional than fiction does. But uh, in this case, that's why the, the Jazz, I think people will be watching the team to see what happens next. Uh, a lot of people out there are a little bit down on the Jazz relative to where they once were before the season started. And they think the adversity that the team has faced will be difficult for them to overcome. And I can see why they feel that way. But make no mistake, the magnifying glass is on the Jazz to see what happens next for all the reasons you just talked about. All right, we'll get to what's going on coming up right around the corner. Don't forget our friend Keith Smith at 4, David Locke at 5. But joining the show now from Syringa Networks, he's our good friend Gabe. Check him out, syringanetworks.net. And Gabe, I, I'm sure there are a lot of business owners out there adjusting to the new way things are working right now that uh, really appreciate Syringa Networks and what you guys do. Indeed, that, that, is, that is the case. A lot, of, a lot more remote workers, a lot of... Uh, folks doing uh, teleconferencing and video conferencing and uh, using uh, more options that way. And at Syringa Networks, we have a, a full suite of Internet products as well as uh, security services and products that way to be able to help uh, the business clientele out there uh, not, not only uh, pull it off, but also do it in a safe and secure way as well. You know, when I first met you, Gabe, I didn't know something about uh, about this industry that a lot of times companies uh, that do what you guys are doing get bought out by the big boys. And uh, all of a sudden, the same um, service that maybe not so good <laughs> that you get with the big boys, they swallow up these smaller companies. You guys are going against that trend. You're local. You're going to stay local. And your values are, are directly helping your clients. That is correct. Yeah, we, we firmly believe that... Uh uh, having a local staff, a full complement of local staff, including engineers, technicians, uh, sales professionals, uh, customer service professionals as well, uh, really is what, what, the, what the telecommunications uh, industry is really lacking. And someone that really understands what the local clientele is going through, some of the uh, industry-type stuff that's happening uh, just within the state itself is something that, uh, that we pride ourselves on, being able to uh, be responsive that way. All right, it's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. That's syringanetworks.net. Thanks, Gabe. Thank you, guys. All right, again, syringanetworks.net. That's S-Y-R-I-N-G-A networks.net. Coming up next, what's going on? 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.